Welcome to episode five of the Cop Talk podcast. I'm once again joined by Mark and Jim Lambert. How are you guys doing tonight? Are we up to five already? We're up to five already. Wow. I think I I think I missed Mark the first two, so don't even we won't even go there. But what are we up to? Five minutes? No, we're up to five episodes. Five uh, viewers? <laughs> listeners. No, we have quite a few more than five listeners, which is great. Well, that's good. Well then we should be welcoming them. Well, and we do welcome them and Good. thank them for their support. Absolutely. So do you guys, uh, Jim, you want to give us a little background on, uh, I don't know who, who you are. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, that's, that's nothing new. And if you've heard our other shows, Jim usually has nothing. Uh, actually I'm a uh, deputy sheriff in the uh, Bay area of Northern California. I have been in law enforcement for 25 years Worked patrol, detention, uh, behind bars. Worked with an awesome canine for Wait a six. minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. When you say behind bars, you have to clarify that. I got arrested for driving on a suspended license, and I led the police on a chase, and uh, I did my detention time behind bars. Yeah, that's um, how I got interested in police work. Actually, the difference between me and Mark, I work for the county. Mark works for the city. We, all, we uh, man the jails for our county, and, uh, yes, I did have to do... Uh, my time working behind the bars with all the incarcerated people from the county, but uh, that was that's a whole show in itself. That's uh, but uh, is that jobs that's like job security, incarcerated people. That's very well, you know. In this day and age, just being a cop is job security for the most part. But I second the motion. I will agree with that. But uh, getting back to that, six of the best years I had was working with an awesome uh, Rottweiler, working canine. I worked the uh, high-risk street crimes uh, unit, the J team. I've uh, worked air support, and now I'm uh, working the lovely waters of our county uh, with the Marine Patrol. And uh, Mark? <laughs> yes, Jim. <laughs> what have you done, Mark? Well, if you listen to our other episodes, and if you haven't, you should go back and listen to them because there's a lot of information there. Hey, you had your turn, Jim. You know, it's, it's my case, turn, all right? And in case there's Brent, a new listener that doesn't Brent, know who we are. Can you, can you mute, Jim, from your <laughs> I, end? I can't, no. Oh, Okay. No, there's the, the only way to mute Jim is to tell him to shush. Yeah, because I didn't hi, interrupt my, him. Hi, and my name I, is Mark. I'm a, I'm a janitor at the uh, city of where I work, <laughs> and uh, I'd like to share a lot of my experiences. Hey, you could learn a lot as a janitor. That's why I said that. But go ahead, Mark. Are you done? Yes. I got, okay, I got, no, I got nothing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, before I was so rudely interrupted... Um, I'm Mark. I am a cop in a Bay Area city in Northern California here, and <clears throat> I was going to say I was proud of my brother, and that's why I became a cop, but after uh, what he's been saying, I'm not so sure. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, True brotherly I, love. Went I went from a job driving truck to uh, becoming a cop. I went on some uh, ride along with my brother. Don't, don't even, Jim, don't interrupt. Yeah, but what kind and, of truck? Uh, it was a Budweiser truck. It was a job everybody loved to see me show up, and uh, now they don't. But anyway... <laughs> That's that's another story. Um, I became a cop. I went on some ride ride alongs with my brother. I became really interested in it. Um, I became a reserve with my department for a couple of years and got hired full time. And I've been there a uh, little over 20 years um, since. I did detective, juvenile, canine, motor unit, and um, pretty much everything except narcotics. And it's a great job. Like Jim said, it's uh, job security because. Uh, Life is hard, and it's even harder when you're stupid. And we deal with uh, quite a few, unfortunately, stupid people, and it is job security. And um, Brent, how about you? 
Oh, I would be reserve deputy for 15 years, uh, much like you have done many different jobs within a county. Uh, everything from narcotics all the way through, well, actually from cadet all the way up through search you and rescue. you got to be careful when you say you've done narcotics, yes. right? You both have to be careful with what you say. You know, it, if it can be used against me in the court of law, I'm cool with that. That's it, that's I'm perfectly okay. Actually, just came from one of our uh, reserve meetings just about ten minutes ago. So, um, other than that, just I've basically worked almost every facet of the county except for on the lovely waters, which are two words I never thought we would say about our county's lovely waters. But other than that, well, currently working as an ATV patrol unit, uh, sort of going out and trying to catch everybody that tries to have fun on a weekend, well, illegally having fun. Um, I did want to bring up a couple things other than me uh, about the format of the show. I think we're going to sort of, we're going to break the show into sections now. We're going to do in the news at the beginning. We'll do reader and listener questions. In the news will be stuff that we just sort of off the cuff answer questions about some of the latest articles we've seen, some of the things that have been happening in the news lately. The reader questions are the ones that have been submitted by people by going to the website. Um, uh, we'll, and then we'll sum it up and in closing, maybe talk about a couple things we're going to hit on next week and then, uh, roll out of here. Uh, we'll try to keep the shows to about an hour. If we go a little over, don't hold it against us. Um, I do have to put the disclaimer that this one was kind of a uh, short notice and I'm have some prior commitments. I might have to peel away a little early just tonight, but I'm sure Jim with his wit is, uh, can fill up that hour with no problem. Uh, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what he was doing? What was so pressing? He's watching the rerun of Sunday's NASCAR race. That's what's no. so pressing. Hey, I, I'm no. Some, to, some of us have some real uh, priorities. I'm to tell him who won too. It, it's going to be hard pressed not to do that. Uh, Jim, are you uh, doing your uh, recording of American Idol? Just remember seventeen, dude. Seventeen. Seventeen right. laps to go. Just remember, 17 well, okay. laps to go. I think I'll stop this before you guys actually shoot each if other. If you ruin it for me, I'm never going to talk to you again, Jim. But let's get on with the show. Okay. So yeah, I would like to give a shout-out to Tony Stewart, by the way, and the uh, Office Depot team. Go ahead, Brett. That is just wrong. <laughs> Am I on the right show here? That's not who won anyway, so don't worry about it. Okay, so let's uh, uh, let's bust into the news. Which yeah, hopefully before we lose any listeners, let's get let's get into the news. Well, we just we just gained all those listeners. What's the you know? I mean, we gotta get. I mean, there's <laughs> maybe they like NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's true. But why don't we actually do what we're supposed to do, which is talk about the hey, news? Hey, Jim, I thought you were a Joey Logano fan. You still wear the twenty Home Depot jacket. Anyway, okay, so in the news, other than this week in NASCAR, which is currently what apparently we're talking about, um, we got three or four articles to shoot through here real quick. And I guess we'll just get your guys point of views on on each of these. Um, obviously, the people that live in the Bay Area have heard about the BART issues, the whole scandal, if you want to call it that, the all the stuff that surrounded the BART cop that accidentally or intentionally or whatever you want to say shot the guy uh i believe it was in oakland so the interesting part about this is this week um an article comes up that uh basically says that the bart cops can no longer use tasers now i'm in a department that doesn't use tasers mark i believe your department does right 
You're up to the greatest things since sliced bread. So I guess the question is, is why would they lose their taser privileges on this thing? And and sort of what's your guys' insight as to why that might have happened? Got well, it. Got the reason, pee. Oh, that's an easy one why it happened. That's due to a recent event. I've got a pee. Okay, grab some coffee while you're <laughs> No, I mean, I got two peas. Oh. Political, oh. political pressure, but go ahead, Mark. Well, the recent incident, which... Uh, surfaced was there was a sergeant um now they're alleging had rolled down his passion passenger window and attempted to shoot a teenage boy on a bicycle with his taser and he missed but the fact of the matter was it, it wasn't really disclosed for another day or two and the chief was unaware of it so once that came to light they pulled all tasers until they could go into uh, get further training but uh, that was an incident that that happened uh, fairly recently. So that yeah, and that's actually what this is related to. It says uh, Bart Police Department stripped its officers of tasers on Thursday after a sergeant fired the electric darts of his stun gun at a 13-year-old boy fleeing from police in Richmond on his bike. On a- um, then of course it goes into a lot more details, which people can read. But uh, it's basically on every single site that's out there that has anything to do with uh, law enforcement or um, in the news. Uh, Jim, you said you, you have to pee. Actually, I got two okay. pees, but it's, uh, it's that nasty word called the political pressure. I thought this would be something uh, involving the, uh, the case from uh, New Year's Eve uh, with the accidental uh, shooting, but... This sounds like it's something entirely different. Now, the accidental shooting that happened in Oakland was that that was a fa- fact of that he had a taser also and thought he was using a taser, but instead pulled his weapon. True as firearm. Okay, so, and then yet another problem that we have here is here's another uh, what I would consider an improper use of a taser. I don't know the situation. We're not there. We can only sort of armchair quarterback these things but i i guess it comes down to the fact is is i guess i have a t which is training right so and mark hit on that and i don't know i don't know what kind of training you went through mark but i mean maybe if you, it hurt you got to get tased so you knew what it felt so like. you get tased and then do you also talk i mean what proper use of yeah, we, proper use of force i guess is another thing it's another level of force that we're offered yeah twice a year now we have to go through taser update training and every police department has policies in place about who the taser could be used on and what circumstances it can or cannot be used. Um, shooting from a moving vehicle at a moving target is uh, generally not recommended unless your life is in danger. Um, but I don't know what Bart's policies were or their training, but with us, we're, we can't do that. We're not supposed to do that. And we're not supposed to use them against juveniles. Granted, you could have a 13-year-old juvenile that looks 17, 18 years old. It, you don't know the age of the person. I mean, this guy could have had a gun. We don't know any of the details, really. Right, so. right. So, I mean, we can't totally judge him on that. But generally speaking, shooting from a moving vehicle at a moving target um, wouldn't fall into most policies on on a lot of the departments and i think that's why they pulled all the tasers until they could get their policy where everybody's on the same page with a policy and get additional training god i can't understand this i i i got another p but i got a i got a problem with this whole thing i mean i hear this these bizarre things now the thing on new year's eve i mean it made total sense i know what happened and you know 
we can talk about it hypothetically because the the uh, court case hasn't gone yet. But there's no cop in the world in close proximity that's going to pull out his weapon and intentionally fire a shot with his two partners within inches away. It's just not going to happen. The dude not got to mention frazzled. with 800 people there are watching with phones and everything out. No police officer is going to pull out a gun and shoot somebody in the back intentionally with all those people around and everything. It's I agree completely. It was a tragic I, accident. He's going to be held liable for it, but it was a tragic accident. It wasn't intentional. Well, and I think even if you if you take a couple minutes to watch that video, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, you can see it. You can see it in his face when. He, well, you can see the other officers also. Like, everybody lets go at the same time right before he does it, and that's a strong indication that he and they, another officer said he heard him say he's going to tase right. him. When officers let go of somebody, they're anticipating the guy's going to get shocked. Right. And and you don't want to hold him. <laughs> no. No, you don't want to be in the way of 50,000 bullets. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, please don't. Okay, thank you. Yeah. When I, You know what's funny? When I got zapped, I actually did feel like I had a pee from the, <laughs> I, I heard you cried, too. <laughs> no, I didn't cry, dude. You heard wrong. Stuff. <laughs> okay, I got sources. We can either confirm nor deny Jim crying. I mean, or I, I for the next show. Maybe I'll get a video uh, clip up. Not, it's it's not one. confirmed, but anyway, this the the uh, New Year's shooting. I mean, that's something like Mark said. It's a tragic accident, and people are going to jump on the bandwagon and say, you know, that the cop did it intentionally and blah, blah, blah. And there's no way in, in, uh, in hell that he did. But this, this thing that you're describing was shooting at a 13 year old, whether he looked 18 or 19, you don't shoot a friggin' taser unless if, if the intent was to shoot the wire darts and the cables into the spokes to disable the bike to get the guy to do a forward flip over the handlebars, then then I commend the guy. But to try to <laughs> shoot at a friggin' fleeing target with a taser, it's like, dude. Out I of mean, passenger window school, of a moving car. Old school. <laughs> old school, you pull up next to the dude, you open your door, and you slam on the brakes. And then you got the dude in custody in your car right there. But, I mean, you don't friggin' ah. That, well, you know, there's been a there's been a lot of um, things now where they're saying officers are relying too much on tasers now, and tasers are a great thing. I got to say, it's it's given a whole new option. I mean, it used to be before it, you'd have to use a baton or a firearm if you're in a situation and the pepper spray is not working. Um, your next step is using a baton, which could break bones, or worse, the firearm. The taser is an option that could just drop somebody right then and there, and after a five-second electrical ride, they're fine. There, there's no after effects. Some people have died after a taser, but those have been confirmed where they're high on drugs or an overdose of methamphetamine or cocaine, which contributed to a heart failure. There's been no proven cases of somebody dying from a taser jolt. Um, and it's a great option, but unfortunately, some officers, I think, are relying a little bit too much on the taser. As proven. I don't know. I think there are a lot of fatalities, Mark, that people don't hear about because I heard about a cop that was uh, chasing a kid on a skateboard down a steep hill doing 45 miles an hour, and he tried shooting the, the kid with the taser out the window. And uh, the kid ended up hitting a manhole cover with no cover on it and uh, flew 60 yards into a, a bus and died. But 
that again was attributed to the uh, the taser. Oh, God. Actually, I'm being very sarcastic right God, now. God, I hope. <laughs> Oh, I got nothing. Tasers are great, though. They, uh, I've had the opportunity to use mine a couple of times, and I gotta say, they work just as intended. Can you? And if well, nobody knows what, what a ta- if nobody knows what a taser feels like, basically, when you get hit, it makes every muscle in your body tense up like a rock. And you cannot move. If you're falling forward, you cannot put your arms out in front of you. You cannot move. It just locks you up and makes you like a brick, solid brick, for five seconds. It's painful. It hurts. And uh, after five seconds, you're fine, though. But if you decide to still struggle or fight, you go for another five-second ride. And you keep going for five-second rides until you finally say, I give up. It's it's very painful. And... Um, I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. You know, if anyone wants to try it out, I say stand next to an et- electrical outlet, lick your finger, and then, uh, no, nah, I better not no, say that because you, you should people would that. actually. Uh, liability. But, you know, if there is an episode, if you go to YouTube, there's an episode. If you go to Taser, uh, Jolt, or just Taser, <clears throat> you'll see video after video of people getting tasered. And there's one, it was actually on an episode of Cops, so it was pretty funny. This guy is huge. He looked like one of the wrestlers you see on TV, and he's huge. And he started to tense up with the officers, and they're telling him, calm down, calm down. And he wouldn't calm down. He went to tense up, and they tased him, and he went down. And in a little kid's voice, he's going, okay, okay, I give up, I give up, I give up. And he was telling the officers afterward, he goes, I've been shot, I've been stabbed, I've been hit over the head with a baseball bat. He goes, but damn, that hurts. And I mean, there, there's people that have been, you know, stabbed before. They'd rather be stabbed than get tasered. And, Mark, you um, know what really hurts? It works. You know what really hurts? What really hurts, Jim? You just admitted to the world that you watched WWE. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I did that, I would have known the wrestler's name. <laughs> I don't watch that, Jim. All right, so and I don't. Hey, and I didn't cry I, when I got tasered either. So you don't know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. I've heard of it. And you so don't know you must, who The Rock is. You must watch WWE. You don't know who The Undertaker is. No, I've heard of the most this of This is also right. not this week in WWE. So, all right. So, now, Joe, I, I like to watch NASCAR and motocross, but you could watch your, your fake wrestling and uh, fake singing. I don't watch it. I, uh, I got those names on the internet. <laughs> all right. So. So to get back on track, not that I'd ever want to keep you guys. You know, up. with Jim, it's really easy to get off track with Jim. So you you need to steer us in the right direction. Well, there, we're, we were talking about. Tasers. Well, actually, my plan in the future will be to have you guys do the show together, and Mark, you bring your taser, and you can test it out on Jim. You know, you know that would be a good idea because we do have sound, and oh, yeah. you could hear you could hear the electricity, and then you could hear Jim cry. <laughs> it would be a good demonstration. It's like rolling all the things we've needed in this show into one day. Exactly. So, all right. So, in in closing up this one, I, I, I guess my question is, and what other people should know is, we have different levels of force that we can administer while handling situations like this. So, where does this thing fall in the force level? Where where is a taser? Is a taser before a baton? Uh, I, I guess it's probably in the same category as a, a impact type weapon. It's above hands-on, you know, control holds and whatnot. It's above pepper spray, but it's 
it's probably in the same force as uh, as a baton. So you've worked, you've been doing this. What'd you say, twenty years? Yes. So in your twenty years of all the new tools that you've seen given out to officers to try to do their job better, what? How, where do you see the taser? So we've got baton, we got pepper spray, we got gun, but. You know, we've had guns forever. Where does Taser fall? And I mean, is it the best thing you've ever seen? Is it the worst? Where, where? Well, you know, everybody is pretty much updated their policies. We've updated ours. I mean, it used to be the officers would use it just pretty much anytime somebody was wasn't in compliance. Right. If, if they wouldn't get out of a car, um, if you know, if they wouldn't do what you're saying, they've used it as a compliance, but they've tightened that up now and you can't use it for somebody that's passive. You know, if somebody is just in a car, they won't get out of it. Um, you know, some of the protesters, when they lock arms, you can't use it for, hey, for passive people, but people that go to fight us, resist us, anybody aggressive games. Off. Yeah. But if you, if right. you lock, right. if you lock arms though, can't you tase everybody at once? Uh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Brent, Mark. Yes. Brent, yes. Raise Jim. Your hand, Jim. Go ahead. Hey, Rommel's honor. I'm being dead serious. I just got a call out from work. They got a man in the water over in uh, Frank's track in Holland, and I've got to go. So I've got I to cut I this was short. The one that was supposed to be uh, bailing. Well, out. if I hadn't answered the friggin' phone, then I wouldn't be going right now. But I do have to go, and uh, I apologize. But uh, if Wh it gets which canceled, way is the tide going? Because if the tide's coming this way, you could probably wait another 20 minutes. Thank you for that, Mark. <laughs> I'm sure the dude in the water appreciates hearing that. <laughs> well. Um, you uh, I got you go and be safe, and then Mark and I will wrap up this one, and we'll do another one. All right, you yeah. guys be safe. All right, all right, bye. All right, now he won't. At, at least he won't interrupt you anymore, Mark. <laughs> so <laughs> that is true. That is true. So I know I was supposed to be the one to peel out of here early tonight. And now Jim is. Yeah, well, so I mean, uh, that's hey, goes to show you what can happen. That's pretty legitimate. I thought the last time he used that excuse though was when he needed to go get a brand new coffee or something, but. He did. He used that like four times during one episode. <laughs> so I know you have to get out of here at a certain time. So what we can do is let me. Uh, we got time for a couple more questions. And uh, do you want to move on from tasers? I think we uh, we taser that one today. Okay. So the other one, uh, the other one I had for news out there was uh, let's see what was the last one here. Well, there's there's two. One is <laughs> an L.A. man who bites a canine police officer at the airport. That was one news article. And then the next one was how police departments are finding a lot more popularity online. And we can either talk about those now or we can talk about those later. If you want to dive in, we got a couple questions we can go over, too. Yeah, why don't we save the other one, the articles, okay. for when Jim's there, especially the uh, the online type stuff. Oh, and I think that the L.A. man. As for somebody that bites a canine officer, I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. Like I said before, life is hard, and it's even harder when you're stupid. <laughs> And so if you're going to bite a cop or bite a cop's dog or, or something like that, you deserve to be tased. It, it, so, it is strangely ironic, though, yeah, that you'd bite is, the canine yeah. officer of all things. But <laughs> all right, so so a couple of the questions. Let me go down the list, and you can – I mean, I well, Jim and I picked these out before you were online, but let's uh, – Oh, see, these are a surprise question to me, and you guys had time to rehearse well, them. Well, no, we didn't really rehearse them. We just picked them. But I the, the first question and one that we were going to hit on last week had to do with radar detectors. And I know, City, you do a lot of traffic, or you definitely do more than Jim and I do. Um, and I guess a lot of people have been asking about radar detectors, about radar detector effectiveness. And I can answer some of those on the highway side because I work with the CHP guys a lot. 
Um, Maybe if you want to start by hitting on what you what your feeling about a radar detector is, maybe what uh, what you feel when you see one in a car after you do a car stop or or that type of thing. Start there, and then we can go into what the effectiveness of them actually are. Well, when I first started in my department, we were using radar, and radar um, shoots out a much wider beam, so you have to be a lot more careful about what you're aiming at. If you have a group of cars coming toward you and you're using radar, it's shooting out a bigger cone. So it's hard to pick one out of there. Now, some radars have um, modes that'll pick out the largest vehicle or the, the fastest vehicle, the bunch, but there's still a lot of arguments when, when people go to court. Right. And this is what most departments, well, this is for, this is for like the K they have different bands of radar. So they have K and then KA, which was a little bit more sensitive and then they had, I think they had used to have X, I believe it was, was another one. Which right. Was like and, and some of these, we had the handheld ones. And, you know, the officer every morning has got to go through the test. He's got a, uh, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Synchronize it or uh, test it every morning to make sure that it's working properly. And he has to test it at the end of his shift, too, to make sure it's working properly. He has to do that every day. And we had the handheld radars. Some um, some of the cars, not our cars, but other agencies had radar mounted in their car. Um, some of the other agencies' motorcycles had a fixed radar up on the uh, the front of their motorcycle. And I know CHP had front and rear radar. So yep. some people thought they couldn't get a ticket. You know, if they're coming up behind a cop, well, they could because the radar's in the back and. And it uh, it measures the speed also, so yeah, and from, you can give tickets out. I was going to say, from what I can tell, currently, I think everybody's up. Up to, most departments are updated to some of the latest radar units, which are both directions, fixed, fastest car, slowest car, all the fancy, well, all the fancy extras. What most departments have upgraded to is lidar or uh, laser. We did that several years ago when I was in motors on the motorcycle. They gave us a handheld laser. And, oh, my God, it's as much fun as a taser. I'll tell you. <laughs> Tasers really aren't fun. But um, the, the laser is fantastic. You could pick a motorcycle out of a pack of semis and be super accurate. Um, you're looking through a little eyepiece. It's got a red dot in the middle of it, just like a gun scope, a lighted red do- uh, dot. And you stick that on the front license plate of the car you're looking at. And the cone is very, very narrow. I, I've been out of motors for some time now, so I really don't have the specs about the spread and how many feet at, uh, you know, how big the spread is at how many feet. But it's extremely reliable. And most of the courts, if it's a LIDAR ticket or a laser ticket, those are almost impossible uh, to fight. Right. It's just a, the beam is so narrow like I said, you could pick out a motorcyclist out of a out of a pack of cars or a pack of semis. It, it's that accurate. And I even notice CHP now is using those. You'll see officers parked on the side of the road um, holding the laser. And some people freak because it looks like he's holding a gun up, but he's actually holding the, uh, the laser unit up and, and measuring cars. And they reach out so far. A lot of fights was uh, people would come by and say, well, I saw the officer there and I didn't see him holding anything. The lasers can reach out so far that by the time you see the officer, he's already has your speed locked. He's already got the laser gun put away. Right. 
and he's just waiting for you to pass him for him to pull. And this is, I mean, well, to give you just a quick idea on laser accuracy, the uh, I was reading an article this week. It has to do with astronomy and how they're actually uh, measuring the distance between us and the moon. They said that they use a laser beam, and that laser beam goes from one inch when it leaves the 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 place where they're sending it from to, and then when it hits the moon, it's ten feet wide. So right. that, I mean, you want to talk about narrow beam that for over a mile, that, that beam is incredibly narrow, like a pencil. So that it's really incredibly accurate. The other thing that we have to hit on is the fact that, well, and let's, why don't we just roll into effectiveness of rate? Well, okay. Yeah. Let's do effectiveness. And then you can give your ideas on, on what you, when you walk up on a car and see radar, what that, what that says to you. But, you know, accuracy becomes something that has to do back in the day most everybody would drive around with their radar on all the time and they just drive around with it on and that beam would be going everywhere and radar detectors would pick that up and you might you might be lucky and, and be half a mile away and pick up that radar and slow down and not get a ticket now all these radars come with instant on so you see a car you flick a switch you're done and i think that a lot of people that buy radar detectors have no idea and i mean i, I don't want to I won't be the guy to ruin this for every cop out there, but I mean, I, I've played with guys that have radar detectors by driving behind them and turning the radar on and off and watching them hit the brakes <laughs> again and again. As you watch the radar detector hit the peak every single time that you hit the radar switch on, and it freaks them out because they don't know where you're at. So, <laughs> but people, you got to check your regulations because radar detectors are illegal in some states yeah. while they're legal in other states. So check your local laws before you go out and buy a radar detector. Well, in many, many East Coast states, it's they, they confiscate them. Right. Right. At, right. right it there. is illegal in some states to have those. But, you know, and I think there's very few. I think there's a few that advertise it, but there's very few that pick up laser. Radar, That's, yes. It, yeah, because right. the radar is based on sound waves, and the laser um, is based on, on the light. Yeah, it so, has to hit that sensor on the top of it. I know there's a couple detectors that claim they do, um, but to be able to hit that one spot with X amount of accuracy is... It, it's luck if you're even trying, and then by the time you cram on your brakes right in front of the cop, you're pretty much done. I mean, right. you know, you might as well just pull over. CHP works at least every day I go to work, my normal job, they're working laser radar on, on our freeway out here. And literally, it's just, I've talked to these guys, and they said it's not a problem. We, we have no lack of ability to write tickets out here. These things are so accurate, we can hit any car at any time, anywhere, and it's never a problem. So, Right. Now, the radar, uh, there's still a lot of agencies that use the, the radar versus the laser because they use it in moving mode. They could be driving down the road and pick up cars coming at them the opposite direction. They can get cars behind them going the same direction. So they're very versatile with a radar, especially for when they're fixed in a moving vehicle. As for stationary, like I said, a lot of the agencies have gone to the, uh, the lasers, the handheld lasers. And as I've seen, and I've been to a lot of the trade shows lately and looked at this, I have not seen a moving laser unit yet. Right. So. Right, and that's why the most of the ones you see are, are the handheld right. units. So, and and they're expensive. I mean, there's no question about it. Lasers definitely the most expensive technology for out there uh, in comparison to the other ones. When you're outfitting a fleet of cars like I used to do, you know, when you buy in ten or fifteen of these things, that's a lot of money if it's lasers. And those those lasers usually went to our motor officers anyway. So. 
Right. Uh, right. And again, the accuracy of the lasers, though, um, there's a lot of people that will bring up issues and try to fight a radar ticket. And there's probably more defenses to a radar uh, fighting a radar ticket than a, than a laser ticket. Right. At least when I was in motors, if you got somebody on laser, there, there was really nothing to fight. Well, and and uh, there was a, very few tickets got thrown out. Right. And a lot of those tickets that were thrown out, was that because of accuracy of the device itself? As in the, the departments are, are mandated to test these units. I know right. I know laser has a whole different testing criteria than than an X or K or a K band or KA band um, radar does. Those have to test. Yeah, they have to be really sent. They have to, they have to be sent back to the factory mm-hmm. um, every so often right. to get calibrated by the factory, and the officer has to calibrate it every before every shift and after every shift. Uh, to make sure the readings are right, and if the officer had failed to do that, or if the department failed to send it in for calibration when it was supposed to be, then then those tickets could get thrown out. All right. So, so the core issue is, is you just pull over somebody with, uh, and, and you're walking up on the car, and it's no, you know, it's just a standard traffic stop for speeding or whatever, and you see a radar detector in the car. In California, where we're at, it's legal to have one. So. What what do you what goes through your head when you see the radar detector? Well, if I pull them over for speeding, I ask them, "Is that a radar detector?" And they go, "Yeah," and I'll say, "It didn't work, did it?" <laughs> Is that the standard answer? <laughs> pretty much, <Okay>. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that was worth the investment. Yeah, hope you got a warranty with yeah. it. Yeah, can you send that back? <laughs> so, so basically, but it, does it change your your point of view on the driver? I mean, does the driver is do you feel that that guy or girl is trying to evade the cops by having a radar detector? No, no, it, it doesn't make me mad at all. I mean, people, you know, they're trying to do their best to avoid again caught speeding, and um, it, it really doesn't change my opinion. At and all. I guess the question is, is well, it's not even. I mean, for me. It, it just ups my game a little bit. It just makes me work a little bit harder to find the guys with the radar detectors so that I can use that line on them. That's pretty much, it's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, right. So you have time for another quick question here? We'll shoot another okay. one in. Go for it. All right. So the second one on here that Jim picked, which I'm sure you're going to love, is uh, what if I get caught with an open container in my car? What happens? What what do you, well, I guess you could take it right from the beginning of the stop, just right through what, what actually the outcome of that would be for us around here. Well, an open container is pretty much going to open the door for an investigation into if you're a DUI or not, if you're under the influence. An open container is illegal. Um, it's a traffic ticket. Um, you, you, we would cite you for an open container. We'd also investigate how many you may have had, probably get consent to check your vehicle and see if you got more empty cans in there or alcohol. And if you smell like alcohol in your breath or seems impaired um, even slightly, you'll be asked to step out of the car and go through some uh, field sobriety tests to um, see if you're under the influence or not. So then, then the excuses start. There's multiple people in the car. The open container's not mine. It's my friends in the back. They're all drunk. I didn't even know he had it, but I'm the driver. Yeah, so why do you have al- why do you have alcohol in your breath? Mm. So I, yeah. I mean, most of the time when you're pulling somebody over and they have it, 
you're seeing the movements, what they call furtive movements. You're seeing somebody lean down and trying to tuck it between the seats. And I mean, if you pull over a car and it's obvious the back seat guy has an open container, you know, it's shoved to the side of him or between his legs or something, then the passenger will get a ticket. Okay. Um, so that's that's important though. So you're saying that if I pull over a car with four guys in it and the driver's cool, has no alcohol on his breath, he's driving these other crazies home, and the guy right next to him has an open container and he's trying to hide it and you see it, the person with the open container gets the ticket. Right. If the guy, if the other persons are in possession of the alcohol, sure, they get the ticket for the open container. Because I get this question a lot because of designated drivers. So the designated drivers worried that, you know, they're taking their friends home and they're going to get cited because they have all these drunk idiots in the car with them. Well, it's one thing to have drunk idiots in the car, but don't let anybody bring alcohol in your car. I mean, that just opens a door for things. If they shove it underneath your seat, when the lights go on and uh, it's found under your seat, well, you could get a ticket for it. So alcohol, open containers in a vehicle is illegal, period. So okay. if you're taking your drunk friends home, don't let them uh, bring any uh, alcohol in. Well, it's, uh, I mean, I, I just hate seeing people do the right thing and then get, you know, a ticket and have to go to court on it. So that's well, good. They can do the right thing by taking their friends home, but just don't let their friends drink in the, uh, in the car. In the car on the way home. <laughs> right. They probably had enough anyway. So, right. All right, so let's, uh, you want to do one more and then we'll call it. Sure. We'll find out if Jim's okay out on his boat trying to find the poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> now he probably went, he's probably watching American Idol right yeah, now. I really think that that's probably where he went. You know, the worst part about this, right? So Jim gets a call to go for a person in the water. The next call out is search and rescue. And I'm on the hasty, yeah. I'm on the hasty team call out for the ATV unit. Same well, we may point. lose you here so, shortly, too. So I might get a pager call. <laughs> right. So we better hit that last right, question so, before so you So the last one, out. which is I'm pretty sure in the city that you work, um, you'll have plenty of experience with. And that is uh, what happens if I run from the cops? <laughs> <laughs> Had no nothing to do with, you know, city you're in or any of the issues. It's just I guess the question is, is if I was a criminal. And I had the oppor- and I had the option to either stop or run. What what happens if I stop and what happens if I run? Well, that I mean that is such a wide open question. Um, now, I, let, let, let's take, let's you know, make it I mean it makes let's make it simpler. Let's let's just say that literally you just pull up on scene and the guy looks back at you and says I'm either going to stop and talk to the officer and let's say you wanted to talk to him for something, whatever, whatever reason it might be. No, you know, no, no crime going down in the situation or anything, but he turns, looks at you. And I've had this happen to me a hundred times. He looks at you and boom, he's out of there. Well, people run for a reason. I mean, if officer stops, if somebody's walking down the street, they haven't done anything, you know, there's really no reason for them to run. Um, most people run because they're guilty. They got dope in their pocket. They got a warrant for their arrest or something. If Probation. an officer has, yep. I mean, way back in the old day, old school is, you know, you know, why do you chase him? Well, because he ran. <laughs> and, and that's just the way it was, old school. But now no, I, with I, everything being, you know, the, the P that Jim had to do, the political thing, it's, it gets to be a lot tougher. If an officer has a right to stop you and you don't know why he's stopping you there may have been a bank robbery or 
an assault down the street with the guy wearing a black jacket and blue jeans. Right. You could be walking down the street wearing a black jacket and blue jeans, not be the guy, but the officer has every right to stop and say, hey, were you around the corner and investigate it to see if you were that person. So you may think the cop is just harassing you. I didn't do anything. Just stopping to talk to me. He may have a total justified reason to talk to you. And if you take off and run, what's that cop going to think? He's going to think this is the guy that committed the assault and he's taken off. And yeah, they are going to chase you. Yeah. And, uh, the minute you run from an officer, if the officer tells you to stop and you take off and, and run, that's a charge right there. It's a PC-148 here in California, resist, obstruct, or uh, delay an officer, and it's an arrestable offense. Yeah, and I'm, I I don't know what goes. And the same goes in a car, different charges, but if, if you know, the officer sees your, your registration's expired, a couple of months, he may pull you over just to warn you, just say, you know, or you got a taillight out. Most people don't even know they have a taillight or brake light out. An officer goes to stop a car, maybe just give them a warning, let them know, and the car takes off on them. All of a sudden, the officer's thinking, it, it, it ups the game. The person's running for a reason. Most normal people don't run away on foot from a cop or flee in a car from a cop. So it ups the officer's suspicions. Why, why are they running? What did they do? What's in the car? Yeah. And so it raises the stakes on it. Absolutely. It brings you to a whole nother level with that stop or that, that, you know, that enforcement action that you're doing, you, you go, Oh, okay. So we're going to, well, we're going to be what like, might have started cool. out, what might've started out just as a contact on the street. If you're on foot, Hey, how's it going? We had an incident around the corner. Um, you know, somebody got assaulted. You match the description of that person. You know, let me get your name and this and that. And they may do what they call an infield uh, show up. They may bring the victim over and say, you know, it was him or it wasn't him. And, you know, when it's not you, the officer says, hey, I appreciate your cooperation. Uh, Thanks for your time. And you're on your way. And that's fine. But if you run, it's all of a sudden you're being arrested for something totally different. And I've got to say, I mean, same thing in the car. What may have been a warning for a taillight all of a sudden turns into a evasion and you get arrested for that your car gets towed or worse yet you get in a crash and you hurt yourself and somebody else and you know the charges just keep stacking up and i'm sorry to interrupt uh, no i'm just trying to I'm, i'm going back to why we wrote this book you know the book was was designed to be an education tool for people to understand why we do what we do in the field and i think a lot of people just don't understand that i i did a lot of my initial patrol time in a very affluent community where you get, you pull over somebody with gated, a gated community. You say that every show. Exactly. No, this, this was, this was even worse. So this, this community though, people don't understand why you're pulling them over. Why would you pull me over? They don't understand why you would stop this person on the street and ask them questions because there was a bank robbery down the street that they match the, the, you know, the description of the guy who robbed the bank. They don't. They don't. They just don't put the, that that one and that those two and two together don't make four. So, and I think a lot of times when when I do if I make a stop on somebody like that and they start getting mad or they start having that, I do try to educate them on why we're doing what we do. And when I do that, it seems that the people that are legitimate and understand that get it. I think the people mm-hmm. in most cases, the people that are guilty don't, but they also get arrested. So. That's a that's a whole nother thing. So you know, but there's so many other things that come into play also. Oh. Um, 
if you're walking down the street at two o'clock in the afternoon and the cop stops to talk to you, just listen to what he has to say. But if it's two in the morning and it's a dope area and you're walking down the street, I almost guarantee a cop is going to stop, you know, not because you match it, not just because you match a description of something happened down the, around the corner, but he's going to say, what are you doing out at two in the morning in a dope area? I mean, that, that's just not normal for someone to be out at that time of the day in that area. Usually at two o'clock in the morning, you know, the dope fiends are out, the burglars are out. So a cop wouldn't be doing his job if, you know, unless he stopped to get your name you know, find out what you're doing in the area. And if he finds out that you live in the area, you just like taking walks at two o'clock in the morning, you're not doing anything wrong, you'll be on your way. Or you broke down around the corner and maybe that's the best thing that could have happened to you was getting stopped by that cop asking that question because you didn't know that the neighborhood that you were in was really not a very good place to be. Absolutely. I, I did that once. I won't go into details but we'll we'll save that for another show because it's a it's a great one um good the write that down and we'll say yeah no it's uh we have some actually we have some good ones for the next show and i know you have to get out of here so we'll wrap this thing up for this week um it's getting boring without jim here butting in and arguing (laughs) and you know and everything well i I do believe that jim will have something to talk about in the next episode because apparently he's doing enforcement right now as we speak Um, or doing something i don't know driving driving around the boat dock or whatever he does in his off time (laughs) but uh, he'll get to listen to this show and all the fun we made of him while he was not here um and speaking of our website brent and our book why don't you give the name of our book and our website and everybody could go to the website and read all the stories and tips we've written all the archives i mean you could you could bury yourself for hours and hours and hours and not not be able to read everything that's there. There's a lot of free, useful information. There's more on us about why we wrote the book and who we are. And uh, if you're interested in the book, it tells how you could get the book. All right. Well, so in closing up the show, then our website, which is coptalk.info, um, we have a section on there where you can ask us a question, which we we love to get these on a weekly basis because the questions are they're they're endless and. It's, it's great to try to give back to the community with the with the answers that we can give on the show. You just go. Yeah, please. And you know, we don't want to have the same fate as Dirty Jobs. I love that show, but they didn't get enough people writing in, and now they're off the air. And we don't want the same fate. So please send us your questions, your comments. Yeah, if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if we screw up on something, write us about something. Yeah, I, just, I personally like the people who disagree with us because that really jacks Jim up. So. Right. Um, you, you can email us. You can get us on Twitter. Um, and, you know, the funny part of this is as we're talking, Jim's trying to send me a voicemail over Skype, probably telling me that he's I heard back. something go blue. Yeah, so what we'll do is we're going to wrap this show up, and then uh, who knows what we'll get from Jim here in the short. But uh, just appreciate all the uh, support. Uh, appreciate the- Oh, he's ringing the heck out of me. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, well, here. we'll... Uh, hey, you want, you, want, you want me to put you on hold and see what Jim wants? Uh, no, we could just uh, get him in here. If uh, Is he calling you? Let yeah, me try to let me hang on. Let's let's have some uh, right. real. Let's uh, see what Jim has to let's say. Let's have some real world stuff here, and let's see if I can add him back in. Because I can put you on hold and answer him real quick. Uh, let me. Just, oh, he hung up. See what you did, Brent. Uh, well, here I'll add him back. Hang on. You, you made me. Uh, you made me wait too long. And what if Jim fell overboard? And he was on the water and needed help. That would be terrible. I can't even see him. Well, as with police work, uh, come interruptions and. 
call-outs are a pretty normal thing for us to get on a daily basis. Uh, just to fill everybody in and to wrap up the show, uh, Jim did go on the call uh, for the man on the water, and uh, they were canceled en route because it ended up being an unfounded incident, so everybody's safe and sound. Uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and join us next week for... We'll finish up the rest of the show, go through the remainder of the questions, uh, get some more listener questions in there. And until then, stay safe.